Lots to cover today on the program with our wonderful guests. So let's dive right in and get started. Well, let me welcome to the program right now, Kellen Clemens and Genevieve Edmond from Core to Christ, the new classical Catholic high school opening in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Welcome, guys. Great to have you here on the program. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. So I was, um, I was very excited to hear that um, a new classical high school in the Catholic tradition was opening up because of the journey that Carrie and I have had, and we've shared for so many, uh, well, for so many years on Sound Insight, and in particular, the concept of making a move and making a move for so many families that are coming into this area. You guys have noticed that there are families moving into Northern Idaho, kind of? Yeah, just a little bit. (laughs) Kind of. I I know uh, I-90 was pretty busy when we showed up a year ago, but yeah. (laughs) Well, all these families are moving to eastern, uh, eastern Washington, the Spokane area, and I call it the eastern Washington, I mean, the Spokane Coeur corridor, just that whole area of all these faithful Catholic families, intentional. But what is driving them is often pain and suffering connected with high school, connected with their high schoolers, those in the tween years and the teen years. And what they're looking for and what they're longing for is a solution. They're looking for a place where they can send their kids to be discipled faithfully in their Catholic tradition, along with other kids and families who have the same ideals for for their kids. And finding a solution like that is so difficult because it often requires um, having to Tetris a solution together. Um, And so, and the reason why is? There's not a a school option. They're so limited in the school options that are here. And that's especially true in Northern Idaho. So in the the Coeur d'Alene area, there is no Catholic high school. So with that as a simple opening, um, I want to just give a chance for, for the two of you to introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about why did you end up and how did you ever end up in Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Kellen, among all the places where you could have ended up in life. I'm sure you just circled Post Falls and said, my ideal, <laughs> my dream, uh, yeah. the pinnacle of the pinnacles is Northern Idaho. It was the number one choice. Well, it's, uh, it's a great question, Tom. And the story actually goes back almost 17 or 18 years because my wife and I actually honeymooned on Hayden Lake uh, 17, almost 18 years ago. And uh, we've got family up here. We've been coming up here for the longest time. So I always loved the area. But when, you know, when everything happened and the great migration kind of started two or three years ago, um, it really, it, as, as difficult as that was, was also a blessing because it makes you step back and it makes you really put into perspective what is most important, right? And, um, and when you start looking at values, that you start, when you start looking at culture, when you start looking at Catholic communities, this Coeur d'Alene Post Falls, you know, I-90 corridor here that you're talking about between Spokane and Coeur d'Alene really is the number one choice. I mean, it, it is. And that's why you've seen the influx. It's why it was the hottest growing real estate market there for, you know, quite a while. At least it might still be. Um and, uh, and at that point, really, it's a no-brainer. But our problem was, what took us a while to discern into that decision was, I have an eighth grader. I mean, you know, she played against you in basketball uh, on the, the uh, basketball team there at Holy Family. And so I have an eighth grader, and I'm going, and I'm looking, and I'm going, well, well now what, right? What is it that, that comes next? What are the next steps? Even though we homeschool and, and have for quite a while, our kids are at the Cabrini Co-op, which is incredible. Um, and but then what are those next steps? Um, because for those formative years, I want my children, my wife and I want our children to be surrounded by other youth equally as committed to their faith, growing and learning, not perfect, right? Not saints yet, but saints in the making, hopefully. Um, and, and, and we were searching for that. That was the one thing that, that held us back from making that decision immediately. But we got up here, we met the Edmonds, um, we met some other families that were willing to just pour everything that they have into this, um, whether that be time, talent, treasure, whatnot. Um, and, uh, and we were inspired. Um, we were, um, I think this, this whole 
process has been an incredible one from a spirituality standpoint, how we've grown um, collectively as a group, individually as families and individually as people. Um, but, but we wanted to be a part of that. We wanted to throw everything that we had into it as well. And we're grateful that, you know, the Holy Spirit has led this from the beginning and he has opened some doors that I didn't even know existed. I don't think anyone could have foreseen how this has happened over the last several months um, and really coming to fruition. So it's been an incredible journey um, and uh, we're grateful to be a part of it. Well, it's amazing, Kelly, because again, you're, you're, you're speaking the story of so many and yet um, among those many, there are folks like you who are saying, I want to get involved. I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to play a part in helping to build an even fuller solution. Genevieve, I'm going to make a claim here and I want you to respond to it. So I just, Carrie and I were just at a fundraiser for another classical Catholic high school um, that's private uh, out in Bremerton, Washington. And they started for similar reasons that Kellen, you were just talking about. And I had the privilege of speaking at it. And um, one of the things I said was that the Holy Spirit is at work creating a movement that will generate saints that will respond to the challenges of our time. And I said there that classical high schools are part of what God is doing to raise up a generation of saints to take Mm -hmm. on the challenges that are enormous that we have to create a generation to face. How do you respond to that statement? And and how does that fit into Core to Christ, the the new private uh, classical high school in the Catholic tradition opening up in Coeur d'Alene? Well, it goes back to our mission and our reason for taking this courageous stance, right? Because typically with a school, you develop for five years prior to opening your doors. But honestly, uh, in the last year or so, I've also had just the spiritual growth come over me where I'm realizing these teens are alive and well now, and they need us now. And they kind of need us to take risks for them, right? Because what they're up against is serious and often gravely evil. So we need to give them community. And to go back to your first question, I was, I'm sort of a default Idahoan. You know, my parents were kind of the head of the wave about 28 years ago, moved up here because they wanted to get out of California and they wanted to create this classical environment for their kids, both, you know, with acreage and also using Harp and Laurel Reef and a lot of the classical educators from back back in the day, right? Back before this was becoming, you know, hip, right? But this, I I would say it's not just a trend now. It's actually Catholics really embracing their faith and saying, this is necessary. It's not just hip, it's necessary. And so I'm excited to hear about all of the schools that are popping up throughout the country. And I think your sentiments, you know, they're, they're echoed by some big time players in the church right now. And I got to meet Archbishop Salvatore Cordelioni several months ago, which was amazing. And one of his famous lines, and I'm going to read it straight, straight from his letter, because again, it gets back to why the church needs this. He said, I am convinced that classical education holds out the greatest hope for our children's future flourishing and for the renewal of church life. So he didn't say, I'm convinced that it's one of the ways he just says, I'm convinced that classical education holds out the greatest hope. And I really think that what we're giving our kids through classical education and this idea of truth, goodness, and beauty, it is the antithesis for many things that are going on right now. Like kids, we're not here to shelter our children, but we are here to create evangelizers and children who can see truth and goodness and beauty when it's in front of them and turn away when it's not. So I I, I I think it's very important. I'm going to ask Carrie because Carrie's ready to jump in here. Um, so we came here and all of a sudden now our kids are in these classical Catholic, uh, these classical high schools, including we had one graduate from uh, Chesterton last year. Um, what would you say the difference is in our kids' lives having now, having them enrolled in a classical high schools that are faith-based? Well, I think it's very serious as far as they know the curriculum and they go after what is eternal and it lays a foundation for with an eternal perspective. whereas. Uh, when we were at the other schools, it was more common core, general knowledge. Everyone's learning this where this is very, like when Tom said they're making saints, there is a way in which it raises the soul into a higher level of 
not just thinking, but being, and it's phenomenal to see the fruit. Like we just keep saying, wow, God, I mean, it just could not imagine, but don't you tell me a little bit about the Cabrini co-op Genevieve, because I know that there's something going on where if you have kids and I don't know what age to what age, and then it goes into. Carrie, I'm going to do this. I'm cutting you off. All right. So this is, this Karen, is Karen, you can watch, you can watch this relationship. Okay. So <laughs> you watch, this is good. So you're Ben. I'm, so I'm playing here. the coach now. Okay. No, the reason is that we only have Kellen for another few minutes. Oh, so I want to, I want to focus on Kellen and on the high school, but you mentioned something yeah. about the soul and then we'll come back to Cabrini. Um, so so Kellen, you've spent uh, the better part of your adult life focused on having your body in, in optimal condition and everything aimed at being properly mechanic, properly stressed and, and, and assessed and ready to go. Well, now we're talking about having souls attended to, minds and hearts attended to. And one of the things that I have uh, what I admired greatly about the classical tradition is that it is the greatest spiritual workout to help our kids' souls be attuned to the creation that God has made. Mm -hmm. Would you draw upon that analogy? Because there are so many things attacking the soul's purity in our culture today. And to think that classical schools in the Catholic tradition can be a solution at the deepest and most important dimension of their lives. How is that going to be, um, you know, over overvalued? So yeah. build off that analogy. Well, I think that first, the first thing, if we're if we're talking about truth, goodness, and beauty, um, and and I'm going to be totally truthful. I, yes, I was supposed to have had my body in prime condition and functioning the best, <laughs> but that wasn't always the case. Right now, I can get away with it with that. You can't get away with it with um, when you're speaking about your soul. But here's the Here's the, to roll with your analogy a little bit, Tom, I, I think that one of the things that we were attracted to, and I do want to make time to come back to Cabrini because it is so beautiful and it is growing these young saints um, um, in this North Idaho community. But one of the things that I was drawn to with that and am now drawn to and fully supportive of in this, when we're talking about this classical high school is that, right, Christ said it, if it's lukewarm, spit it out. And what we, what we can't do in our faith, you're either in or you're out, right? We don't just do it part-time. We don't do it for an hour on Sunday and then go away. And one of the things that I'm so drawn to about this classical model, A, um, right, the truth, goodness, and the, and the beauty, the logic, the rhetoric, and the reasoning, being able to defend what it is that we know to be true, okay? But how our faith is intertwined with every part of what we're doing academically, socially, athletically, right? Because that's the way that we should be living our life. Our faith is not, it, we don't turn it on and turn it off. You're either in or you're out. You're on fire or you're cold. There is no lukewarm. There's nothing in the middle. And that is what we are trying to build. It's what they have built at Cabrini. It's what we are trying to provide an opportunity for all of those. Cabrini, St. Michael, Holy Family, just the homeschool, the kids that are just homeschooling for a place where they can continue, they can come together and continue to be fed and to have that fire inside of them for Christ grow so that they can, right? That's the goal. Christ at the heart of everything, let's be saints. That's the goal. And that's what I was drawn, that, that's the part that I'm drawn to. Um, and uh, you know, that's the, that's the best that I could carry on that analogy a little bit, Tom. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Curran, the host of Sound Insight. And you normally hear me these days talking about matters of faith and family. Well. One of the things that I do to support faith in families is help them in their real estate needs. If you go to drtomcurran.com, you can learn about the ways that I help Catholic families like yourselves buy or sell their homes. I'm licensed in the state of Washington and in the state of Idaho, and I would love to be of service to you. You can learn more about my real estate services by going to drtomcurran.com. I would love to hear from you. And now let's get back to Sound Insight. Kellen Clemens, he is the uh, chairman of, of the founding board of Core to Christ. And again, I want you to go to the website, Core, C-O-E-U-R, as in Core to Lane, Core, do, D-U, and then Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T dot org. 
coredochrist.org. When you go to that website, you're going to learn all about uh, both Genevieve Edmond and Kellen Clemens and the amazing faculty they have already drawn uh, to the table and the fact that they are taking um, applications for admission for a school that's opening this fall. Genevieve, are you, what are you most excited about when you think about getting launched this fall with a group of freshmen, maybe some sophomores and even juniors as you all get launched this year? Talk a bit about what, um, what parents who are thinking about, where do I want to send my high schooler, right? Kellen's got an eighth grader. I'm gonna, where do I want to send my high school? Mm -hmm. What's so exciting that they want to hear about, about Court of Christ? Right. Well, great question. I honestly think that it's it's in the people themselves. So the faculty that we have on board are incredible, joyful Catholics. They're passionate. Some of them are more youthful, others more wise, but they bring just this joy and like energy. Right. And then the other thing is just looking at the list of, of 20 kids that we have so far. We plan to cap out at 40 and the children. I mean, I, I know quite a few of them. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded Catholics, wholesome kids who, again, just, they want to, they want to go out for sports or they want to be in drama. You know, they have these passions, but they also have a faithful friendship built into this school. And so I think community is going to be a big part of this academic rigor for sure, based on the curriculum that we're utilizing through John Paul, the great Academy. But um, I mean, community is one of those things you can't really buy. You have to help build it. And I'm excited about, you know, both the, the rough patches that'll take place in the first year of founding a school, like this, this poverty of spirit mentality within the building. And also just to see the, the fruits, to see these kids enjoy friendships every day, you know, and to be able to have other trustworthy adults in their lives besides mom and dad. You become less relevant, right? When you're mom and dad of teens. So you start to surround them with other good peer groups and I'm just hopeful to see their, their well, faith grow. It's, uh, I'm going to, again, speak a little bit dramatically, but I mean it uh, as sincerely as I can, that if you're thinking of sending your kid to a typical high schooler, to a typical Catholic high school, um, that's not classical, um, you should expect that your, your high schooler will lose their faith. They are more likely to find themselves in a club supportive of transgender ideology than a pro-life club. They just will. Um, they will more likely lose their Catholic grounding than build upon their Catholic grounding. That's what you should expect if you send your high schooler to a typical Catholic high school. If you send your son or daughter to a classical Catholic high school, a classical high school built in the Catholic tradition or a faith-filled tradition, you should expect that your child will be discipled. That high schooler is going to learn about faith in Jesus Christ and being a follower. There's something about families that attend classical schools. You don't stumble into them. It's an intentional decision to be committed to discipleship as a family and among the students who go there. Carrie, you meet these families. You've walked with these families. Is that too strong? No, I think that, uh, I think as parents, we're going to be held accountable to what we do with our children in those high school years. I think that um, I was listening to Dr. Ray Grundy, and he said the biggest factor that they face right now as a psychologist is parents are being overrun by their kids' decisions. And I think a lot of parents won't send their kids to a classical school or homeschool because they're afraid their child will rebel and make it too difficult. And they quote unquote, want to be with their friends, their peers in the Catholic culture or the public school. And so the parents really have to dig in hard and deep and in prayer because it is a battle. Well, it's one of that old commercial, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. You know, you can choose to suffer now and be the adult in the room, be the parent in the room and say, we're going to do this for your own good. Um, or you can suffer much more greatly later. And that's the story that yeah. is playing out in too many families' lives. Um, and so I'm just so grateful that Court of Christ is becoming a viable option for Catholic families and others who want to consider what Court of Christ uh, offers. So uh, as folks are listening to this or are even watching this, um, they're going to want to know, how do I get more information? I mentioned CourtOfChrist.org. Think Coeur d'Alene, folks, C-O-E-U-R-D-U, Christ, CourtOfChrist.org. Um, but Genevieve, uh, are you guys doing anything in the month of June for families who want to learn more about uh, Quarter Christ and um, a place to come and see um, whether, where, what's the school going to be like? I'd love to hear what are your plans for this month of June dedicated to the Sacred Heart? 
Dedication to the Sacred Heart, exactly. So June 24th, you're, you're welcome to mark your calendars and attend, but June 24th, we're going to have sort of this open house, both of the campus, which is located at 618 East Wallace Avenue in Coeur d'Alene. It's only two blocks from St. Thomas, the Apostle Catholic Church. And our hope is just to make it a night of community building, of course, answering questions for parents, but also just honoring the Sacred Heart. We're, we're hoping to have donors attend and families with their students to sip on wine, to pray, to sing, all of the things, and to just start to see this, you know, come to fruition. We want to honor the Sacred Heart most immediately, and we think that everything else will fall into place if we start at the, the right core. So anyway, yeah, our location is right downtown. Again, everything's digital in the sense that the information is out there on the website. I think that's the best way. If anyone does want to speak with a person, you're welcome to call myself or a member of the board, and I can share that information yeah, as well. Yeah, please do that. Uh, get ready for a phone call. So yeah, what's the number out there? I want to hear it three times. <laughs> okay, the number is 406-531-6170, area code 406-531-6170. And yes, that's the Montana number, but we're located in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, 406 406- Five three one six I like that. Well, we know her parents, so she's. I remember first meeting you, Genevieve. It was yeah. uh, it was delightful. We were still, I think, a little bit deer in the headlights, like uh, overwhelmed at having just arrived here. We we met your sweet mom and dad and your mm-hmm. and your own your family uh, at a wonderful gathering mm-hmm. of just some of the families that are here uh, in um, yeah, you know mm-hmm. in this in this whole area. And Kellen, I remember the very peaceful first meeting I had with you on the basketball court where you had sort of a deer in the headlights look. <laughs> trying to trying to figure out what was the right thing to do on a number of different levels, Tom. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fire. Well, you know what a beautiful thing. So this has to do with sports, right? So sports is also an yeah. important part of uh, of of a full education and formation of kids. And I know that being able to be part of um, of sport, a sports program that's part of the school is a big deal. And to be able to do that in a way that's in accord with the highest ideals of our Christian faith, our Catholic faith, is also quite beautiful. And so, um, you know, Kellen, just speak to that. I know you're going to have to, uh, you have to step out soon here. But when you think about the role that sports plays in an integral education and formation of kids, um, how is that um, something that's going to be a, a, an important part of what also happens at Court of Christ? Yeah, that's definitely one of the one of the pillars. You know, when you start talking about just values of Court of Christ, is right is athletics and the opportunity that that allows for young men and women to you know learn how to all of those intangibles that we talk about that are ap- applicable in not only sports but right everything comes back to the faith. Everything comes back to Christ at the center of it. And, and um, so when we start talking about teamwork, we start talking about discipline, when we start talking about hard work, all of those things that, that the lessons that we learn, right. It, you know, it would be fantastic if we had the type of athletes that are going to be able to go on and continue to play, we would never discourage that, but that's not the primary goal. The primary goal is always to bring everything back to Christ. Are we living our faith in everything that we do? And we're going to want to, we were going to, Strive to do that on the court, on the field, on the track, wherever that might be. On the course, Genevieve, on the course, right, for the golfers that are in the room, for sure. Um, but, um, you know, this is, a, you know, it's, it's a startup, right? There's no, this is, we're in startup mode right now. Um, but we have numbers of athletes that have shown interest already in volleyball and basketball, um, both male and female in basketball um, and, uh, you know, some other individual sports. So we're actively working to make sure that we can provide an environment for that um, where they can do that. Um, and Genevieve spoke about the, you know, the spirit of, prover- of poverty that will be a part of this, right? We don't, we don't have a gym yet. Um, we don't have a field yet. Um, but all of that I think is coming and that's going to be a part of the culture that we're trying to, that we're trying to build because you think back and you remember, I mean, you're, I've only seen one of your children play, but she's a baller. Um, and you think about that, right? It's, it is about the wins and the losses, but it's about the relationships, right? It's about the relationships that you form with your teammates and how you grow together as iron, just as iron sharpens iron, so does one man or woman sharpen another, 
right? I mean, that's what we're trying to do with the culture of this school and how we can continue to build and grow. Um, it's going to be largely driven by what we have. If we have enough athletes to, to start and go, we're going to do what they want. If they want to be, if it wants to be drama or art or basketball or whatnot, we're going to, we want everything here is geared towards what's in the best interest of these students. How can we help them become saints, scholars, and servants and the best version of themselves? Kellen, forward. I know your time is short, so I'm going to give you a, a last opportunity. It's Kellen Clements. He's the chairman of the founding board of Core to Christ. Again, it's a classical school. It's a private school, a classical school in the Catholic tradition opening up this fall. They already have 20 students enrolled and they have room for about 20 more. If, you're, if your son or a daughter is a, uh, a rising freshman or sophomore or even considering juniors, please be in touch. Go to courtochrist.org. Kellen, speak to fathers. Speak to fathers who are discerning how to lead, provide, and protect. Those are things I focus on quite a bit. How do I lead, provide, and protect my kids? Talk to them about why they should consider if they've got a, again, a, a young man or a woman in that situation, why they would consider Court of Christ as the, a godly option for their kids. Yeah. You know, I, I think that I'm even going to, I'm even going to answer that by going back to um, your wife's comment earlier about classical education. And, and when you look at the differences between some of the classical education options out there and, and the, the young men and women, and women that those are that those types of institutions are turning out not only in this area but are across the country um, versus some of the other options out there and you know I, I've, I do I have a background in athletics I know that everyone on this call understands that I think a lot of people in North Idaho appreciate that one of the things about being great right and that's what it takes to be a saint you have to be great you have to be different right you cannot go with the flow you cannot travel with the herd and be different you can't it doesn't happen because you're mixed in so if I want to be great, if I truly want to be great in anything, right, I have to be doing something that other people aren't doing. I have to be willing to take a risk. I have to be willing to commit more, to do more, um, and to sacrifice in some ways more, right? I mean, every athlete does that. Every person that wants to excel in his or her career, in their marriage, in their, you know, as a husband and, and wife, as a mother or father, we have to be able to and willing to do more than status quo. Okay, if I take a step back as a father and I look at, right, if I look at the status quo of what is going on in our society right now, I have to be willing to do something different, right? That's protect. I have to be willing to protect in that. So you said provide, protect. And what was the last one? Because from a provide and lead. So from a provide standpoint, right, I, I'm, I, I get it. And your point is well taken, right? Well, my friends want to do this. Okay. And, and with, without criticizing, I need to provide what is best for you. Okay. That's the, that's the, well, my friends are eating chocolate every night for dinner. I, so that, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. I need as my as a father, I made a commitment at your baptism to do everything in my power to bring you back to Christ. That's the commitment that I and your mother made. And so that's that's how I'm providing and protecting right there. I want to put you in a in a situation and provide you with the opportunity for you to grow and eventually come back and return to Christ. When it's all said and done, can you know him, love him and serve him so that you can one day re return to him? That's it. And what's the last one? Lead. I mean, that action right there is me leading by example and saying this is what's most important. You may not understand it. We've all done that as dads. It's easy. It's easy to do what's what's simple and to avoid the conflict and to do what's what's it, very few people can do the, the hard things. Right. None of the saints, the great saints of our church are saints because they did what was easy. None of them. They all did something that was hard. And if that is truly our goal, I have to lead by that same example as a father and a husband. Yeah. Amen. Well, it, it's, it's simple and profound, mm -hmm. right? It's simple and it's profound. And it's, well, it's a message that um, like, I hear that Kellen and I get all stirred up. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let, let's, go. let's take the hill. Let's, right? let's take the hill. But that's what we need. We need to, um, we need to be able to have that band of brothers that says, um, I'm not going to be passive. I'm not going to permit passivity 
in the face of the enormity right. of this wave that is going to sweep away this generation of kids, their purity, their modesty, their chastity, their, their whole way of seeing the world in God. No, we're going to put up a hedge of defense. We're going to equip these kids to be strengthened, to, to take the hill, to fight the battle. And I've yes. literally and watched that happen yeah. to my kids at classical faith-based schools. I've literally watched my kids say, we want to go battle for Christ in the world. Now, what is that worth? It is, it's, worth it's worth uprooting my family and moving them here. It's uprooting all those sacrifices yeah. to say, how can we not do this? But it takes other families to, to use their gifts together. And I'm talking again with Kellen Clemens and, and Genevieve Edmond, who are two of the founding members of Core to Christ. Right? Core to Christ, this new Catholic, uh, classical Catholic school. It's a private and it's in the Catholic tradition. It's opening up in Coeur d'Alene, coeurdechrist.org is the website. And Kellen, I know that you you can stick around as long as you want, Kellen. I'm going to ask. You're good. Ask, I, I want to stick around until this is important. I just pushed everything. So I'm good for another 10, 15 minutes. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I we, this you, you're going to be in trouble with your wife, but I, I, take one, you're taking one for the team. I like that. That team. is awesome. I, uh, I, uh, okay. She will understand. She is. <laughs> All right. So Terry raised a beautiful question to you, Genevieve, about the, this growth, right? I, first of all, I'm impressed that, um, that neither of you have high schoolers yet. You, you get it. You're so dialed in around saying we get it. And that you're creating a wave that is approaching high school at mm -hmm. the Cabrini Co-op. So Genevieve, talk, talk about the link between what happened at Cabrini Co-op and what's happening there and how that is leading to or led to this discernment and decision to start Quota Christ. Well, you know, it involves some of the same people. It also involves uh, families at Holy Family Catholic School. We have, um, I would say, a, a well-represented team for Court of Christ, recognizing like this is a bigger problem in the community, and we're here to fix it. I would say Cabrini. I mean, it kind of naturally evolved out of necessity for myself, but also, you know, by working for the parish for a couple of years, I started to realize just how many parents did feel alone in educating their children or even parenting, and so we started to, you know, just kind of mold this over in our minds, like what would be the ideal environment for our children in community? And again, this is, this is all happening during COVID when no community is allowed and children are meant to educate themselves solely on the computer. And I have five-year-old, three-year-old and newborn, you know? So at the time it just wasn't conducive to a natural way of living. And so we did, we founded Cabrini back in 2020 we are actually capped out at 100 students now serving nursery through eighth grade. But I, I do think that we are we are connected to Court of Christ and any other beautiful, you know, Catholic classical school in that we're, we're seeking after the true good and beautiful. And this idea of getting back to our Catholic roots of education. I think when you when you talk about Catholic education now, it's very different than what it was back when the liberal arts were started. Right. So we're just kind of getting back to our roots. I can't claim that I've, I've thought up something new, getting back to the old ways. We are a, a hybrid style co-op. So that allows for sort of this mix of in class and at home. And I think it's really, it's helped a lot of families who can't necessarily afford a full-time Catholic education for their children also don't necessarily want to plug them into that yet. This high school I would say is morphing into something, you know, bigger and, and again, more, more powerful and that it's gonna bring Families from the traditional rights, from the Novus Ordo right, from homeschool communities and public school communities together, again, to show like we're, we're bigger than we think as a Catholic community up here. Yeah. And one of the things, um, Tom, that I, I, I want to just point out, because she probably wouldn't because she's too humble to say it, is this founding board, if you will, that is kind of just formalize the process, right? This goes back a ways, um, even before we were here, but uh, various people contributing to the process of, of kind of where we are today and having the opportunity to, to start this fall. But this founding board is comprised of, you know, some Cabrini families, some homeschool families, some, you know, Holy Family families, 
And we actually, in, in knowing what Genevieve has accomplished at Cabrini and the growth that that um, uh, co-op has experienced over the last couple of years, we recruited her to come and, 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 and in many ways lead this, this operation because we, we, we've seen her passion for the kids um, her ability to connect, her understanding, right, of even just the process of how to get from A to B. Um, and, uh, and it is, it's, it's all hands on deck. Um, I would say many hands make light work, but it's just many hands for many work. Um, but um, but we, we actually had to recruit Genevieve to, to come and, and be the executive lead for this project. And we're gracious, um, grateful for her generosity of, of time, talent, and treasure as well, because she's she's a rock star in this process. That's so beautiful. That's Kellen Clemens and Genevieve Edmond with me today on Sound Insight, along with Kerry, talking about the gift of uh, classical faith-based schooling and, and talking about the new school opening up this fall, Core to Christ in Coeur d'Alene. Please go to coeurdochrist.org. Kellen, one of the things that I noticed on the website that jumped out at me was the way that you um, you all are sensitive to the cost of an education, a classical yeah. education that I know we know, Carrie and I know a number of families who say, and, and I hear this regularly. Well, I said, why don't you send your kids to this classical faith-based school? And they're like, can't afford it. Can't afford it. It's too expensive. So what's your approach? What's distinctive about the approach of Court of Christ when it comes to the expense involved in educating um, a high schooler? Yeah, well, I mean, you know it, Tom, right? The reality is there are costs that come with this. We got to pay teachers. We got to pay for a building. We got to pay for books and desks and all, all of those things. There are costs. And this has to operate like a business. This is, this is a, um, this needs to be an above board, um, profitable uh, operation for us. Now, at the same time, um, our goal, and you can see it right on the website, our goal is not to turn families away because of finances. We do not like, right, this, the goal of this school, along with saints, scholars, and servants is, is community, right? And is unity for this North Idaho, even Spokane, if you want to come over, Catholic community, right? And I, our goal is to, if someone wants to be a part of this, if they want to, as a father, you talked about protect, provide and lead, right? I want to do that for my child, but I don't, you know, financially, everybody's in a different boat. Everybody's in different circumstances, has different experiences um, and different finances. So, you know, how can we, how can we support them? And we have some donors who have stepped up very early um, and said that whose mission and values align with ours and have said, I want that. I want to help support that. I want to help fight for these young souls and help provide that. And, uh, and so we are going to offer scholarships for those. Our tuition is, gonna, is a tier-based model. So we will ask that, you know, you pay what you can. But even if you can't, we're going to find a way to get you in the door if you align with the mission of the school. The other thing that's really fascinating that we're working on, Tom, is, is some work-study programs that will be a part of this school down the line where students can go into the community, um, different um, uh, businesses within the community can sponsor that. We're going to get them work study experience and real life experience in the workforce. Um, but that in turn, you know, generates revenue um, and an opportunity to offset some of that uh, tuition as well. So we're working through some of that stuff. But for the time, for the short term right now where we are, we are not turning families or students away because of finances, because that, that doesn't align with what we're doing. It's not saints, scholars, and servants, so long as you're making X amount and you can afford it. That's, that's not in there. You won't find it. You mm -hmm. align with the mission. You want to you come to the school, grow in your faith, grow closer to Jesus, meet a lot of great people, and, uh, and be part of a, of a really incredible community. We'll find a spot for you. I love that. I think we're, we're really entrusting the school to the sacred heart, right? And we're just, we're banking on his endless mercy and that, the the our elders. Genevieve, did you just say banking on his I, mercy? I did. I threw that in that there. Was, I like how you did that, Genevieve. <laughs> that was very clever. Okay. You can't continue. Come for not being honey. But anyway, we are, we're, we're like, we're investing in intangibles and we're also just recognizing that the church is, you know, a family. And so if our elders believe in this mission, 
then, you know, here's my, here's my pitch. Please consider donating, right? We are, we are not in it for business. We are a nonprofit. We're going to operate above board, but this, this is just like how the old schools were founded, right? With religious, we don't have the religious yet. We hope to produce some from this school, but we are here to operate in generosity and to give for the sake of these children, even if that means, you know, meager wages or whatever it takes. But I, I do think that as a family unit and with God's blessing, we'll be okay. But we are, we're definitely taking risks on the, on the side of generosity because we just believe that the kids are worth it. Well, and I, uh, Carrie, you speak to this because, so we have six kids in classical school right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. And um, we do get, we do have a, a degree of support from the school in that. But Carrie, talk about this concept. Of, talk to moms out there who are considering how do we make this work in terms of investing? Because it's an investment in a total way. And is that investment worth what it costs? Well, I think it's great that you guys are willing to be creative. I love the idea of my kids getting a job and helping pay for their school. <laughs> Let's go more to the practical. Amen. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really to uh, help those young kids learn how to work and study and organize and, and use their time well and get to know. I mean, Coeur d'Alene is a smaller town, so you're really getting to know people um, up and down the streets in the area. I think that's fantastic. I've never heard of a school doing that. But I also wanted to ask, where did you get the name? Because I didn't know what Coeur d'Alene meant. And then I saw your advertisement on Facebook and I thought core to Christ. I go, what does core mean? Cause I love how it kind of um, mimics the town that it's in. Yeah. The Holy spirit gave it to us. I know. I <laughs> want to hear the Holy spirit story. Who is the Holy spirit in this? Back to uh, John Paul, the great Academy in Lafayette, Louisiana, where again, that, you know, they have the, they call themselves the rage and Cajun Catholics. Beautiful Catholic community down there. And that's where I met Archbishop Corleone was at this John Paul the Great gala. And they honestly, Ryan Verrett helped come up with the name. He's sitting there. He's like, Corleone, that's beautiful. Corleone, that's ironic. And then all of a sudden, what about Court of Christ? And and the biggest um, debate we ended up having was, is it D-E or D-U for Court of Christ? But we finally figured it out you know, masculinity, Jesus, all of that, and core to Christ was settled. The mission was already, what's interesting is that the mission was written prior to the name. But if you look at our mission, I'm happy to read that out if, if it's appropriate. Um, well, right ahead. So, it's a beautiful mission statement. And thank you. Yeah, um, read them too. also, you have a couple of beautiful patron saints, uh, which I think are worth mentioning too. Yes, sounds good. I'll, all right, I'll read the mission real quick and then our patrons. Court of Christ is a private classical academy in the Catholic tradition. We are committed to forming the next generation of saints, scholars, and servants with Christ at the center of all of our actions. We uphold the transcendentals of truth, goodness, and beauty while honoring parents as the primary educators. Heaven is our mission. So again, we we wrote that um, both as a community, as a board, and even beyond that, right? Family input and Christ at the center and Coeur d'Alene, it all just kind of came together as this God-given name. That's all I can awesome. say. Yeah. And then our patrons are, we, we went with uh, young modern saints, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, who again, isn't technically a capital S saint yet, but we all know and love him. And we thought that he would, you know, the, the young men of the school really identify with Blessed Pierre Giorgio. And then St. Therese of Lisieux in a little way for the young ladies. Those are our two yeah. saints. Well, and they both have a theme of greatness about them, right? To the heights, yeah. right? To the yeah. and well, in honor of uh, Pierre Giorgio, are you guys Monday through Thursday? So Fridays are days to go skiing in the mountains, or is hiking, it, skiing? Hiking? I love it. Or is it Monday yeah. through Friday? For <laughs> schedule. Is it? <laughs> uh, that is awesome. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, so the, the school will operate in lecture and seminar format Monday through Thursday with the study hall option and, and time with teachers Fridays, like faculty will be there. But again, some families don't want a five day a week offering so they can get it in the four days. And then yes, for Saudi Fridays are, are a real thing. We're really helping. Hey, that's the biggest outdoors. selling point for my kids. They'd be like on the mountains every Friday. I think there's a great homeschool package in all those uh, resorts over there. There you go. <laughs> 
You said you had six, so I'll just I'll just put you down for five. I'll just put you down for five. <laughs> How many? Yeah, I don't think you have five high school grades in there, but yeah. Uh, Kellen, I'm going to give you the last word here. So, um, Kellen, as, as we've been talking a lot about Code of Christ, talking a lot about the importance of a classical education in this moment in history, um, is there anything that you want to leave us with? Just sort of a final word about um, what this is all about, what this has meant to you, to your wife, to your family. Um, it, I think, like, I think about it as the mystery of God. Like, why did I end up here? I thought it was here for one reason, and all of a sudden, what am I doing? Because right. you didn't come here thinking I'm going to be the chairman of the board, founding board of a classical high school. So no. talk about the mystery of God's plan unfolding in, in your life and in what's happening here. Yeah. I think that, um, well, as, as I started kind of op opening, just telling a little bit of our story, there, there's, there's so much growth that has happened in so many lives. I think over the last, even, you know, COVID for what it was, uh, and it was, it was a lot of bad things, but I think it also provided a lot of people to step back and think, okay, well, what are we really doing here, right? What is it that is truly most important? And, and it really, I think for a lot of people, it, it, it realigned their, their priorities. And, and you're, you're absolutely right, Tom. I did not come here to, to, to do this, to do what we're doing, right? But, but I think that, that if you're going to truly grow um, and, and you're going to grow closer to Christ, you have to be willing to, you have to be willing to take a risk. You have to be willing to be courageous and you have to be willing to be, to put your faith in something greater than yourself. Um, and, and that's one of the things that everyone who has been involved in this, that's not just Genevieve and myself, that's not all, uh, the, all the other members of the, you know, the founding board and their spouses. It's everyone who has supported this, that, that the number is in the hundreds now, people that have either written a check or volunteered time or given perspective or just made a connection. The work study, the work study thing, Carrie, is, is someone who just reached out and said, I have something that I think you should look into, that I know somebody who's doing this. The, the national network of other classical schools who have, who have reached out and shown support, and sometimes it's just prayer, sometimes it's, it's, it's so much greater, like John Paul the Great, and it's everything in between. But I think the, the close, Tom, is, is if you're looking around and you're, you're content with what's happening right now, if you're content with what's going on right now and you want to stay the same, then stay the same. But if you're looking for something great, if you want to push your family, your children to be great, great in their faith, great academically, great in the extracurriculars that can be offered, then this is a place that you need to look into. It, it, this is a place that you need to invest just the time to take a look and see what's happening at Court of Christ, because I can promise you this school is going to change lives for the positive. This school is going to be a beacon um, in North Idaho where people are proud to be a part of, are excited to send their children, and where the alumni say, you dang right I went there, and my mm -hmm. life was forever changed because I did it. Um, and and that's, that's, that's the close right there. If you, if you want something that pushes you, pushes and pushes you to be great, come check it out. Awesome. That's beautiful, Kellen. That's Kellen Clemens along with Genevieve Edmund today on Sound Insight talking about Cord to Christ, cordtochrist.org. Kellen, it takes a heroic effort to generate an ordinary Christian today. It's, it takes a heroic okay. effort. Yeah. And Cord to Christ is all about investing a heroic effort along with you parents in your high schoolers so that they can be fervent, vibrant, Catholic Christian disciples of Jesus Christ today. Thank you for what you're doing. I really appreciate you giving so much time the way you did today on the program. And we will be praying for you guys and excited to see what unfolds on June 24th at the open house at Court of Christ. Go to quarterchrist.org, give Genevieve a call and get your kids to check it out. And, uh, and as the Lord leads, uh, get, them in, get them enrolled there this fall. Thank you. Tom, Kerry, great to meet you. Thank you so much for having us on. We really do appreciate it.
Thank you, Carrie. Thank you, Tom. God bless you. God bless. Well, that's one amazing interview. I just am so grateful to Kellen and Genevieve for giving so much time. Well, now in the few minutes that remain, I have my daughter Ariana with me. If you heard the very beginning of the program, I said that my daughter Ariana was going to be here in the last few minutes of the program to give her senior speech. Hi, Ariana. Hi. Hey, Ariana, tell us, what is a senior speech? Well, all the seniors get to the opportunity to write a two to three minute long speech that is basically just a message that they want to leave to the rest of the school. We present it in front of the whole school and it could be about something you learned at the Oaks, something you want other kids to learn. Basically just your last word at the school. Well, and I got to hear that earlier this morning. On Thursday morning, you gave it in front of about 500 parents and, and the student body. And uh, I, I, I was very touched by it. And I thought, you know what? I would love for the listeners to hear your senior speech. So without any further ado, Ariana, I would love for you present your senior speech to the listeners of Sound Insight. During my freshman year of high school, I made a lot of friends. They were the type of people that I thought I could stay friends with for a long time. They were easy to talk to, fun to hang out with, and overall just good company. Although, looking back, I realized that while these people said they were Christian, they certainly did not live like it. There were people who lived off of gossip, were proud to be pro-choice, smoked and drank, and just did a lot of really ungodly things. At the time, I didn't really see what the big deal was. After all, I liked hanging out with these people. I knew what they were doing was wrong, but I wasn't going to tell them that. They were my friends. I was so used to being around a culture that accepted this ungodly lifestyle that I was on my way to becoming a part of it. My parents realized how their children were being influenced and they decided we needed to move. To say I was opposed to this idea would be an understatement. However, I survived and I started my sophomore year at a Christian co-op. The kids I met here were a lot better than my old friends, but they didn't really bring me closer to God. I wasn't abandoning my faith when I hung out with them, but I wasn't really growing in it either. After a semester of this, I decided I needed a change. I shouted the Oaks a few weeks before the second semester started, and I joined thinking that it wasn't going to be worse than anything I had already been through. Yeah, we had uniforms that were going to take some getting used to, but the friends that I made there were well worth it. They were people that didn't only say they were Christian, but also lived like it. I never realized the importance of having friends that loved Christ and that wanted me to share in that love with them. They were people who treated my siblings as friends or as siblings of their own. If I skipped a day of school, they would check up on me to make sure that I was okay after. If I was worried or anxious or not feeling that well, they would offer to pray for me, and I knew that when they made that offer, they were intentional about following through with it. As one of my teachers often quotes, Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. In the two and a half years that I went to the Oaks, the friends that I made there embodied that verse. They made me a better Christian, and in doing so, taught me to do the same to others. Whether you have one year left at this school or 11, I encourage you to be that friend and to seek out friendships like that. That was lovely, Ariana. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, you got a lot of beautiful feedback, didn't you? Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. It was <laughs> well, we're really up against the end of the program, but I really appreciate you coming on and sharing that message. It's something that I think um, your mom and I, Carrie and I, um, talk about on the program, but to hear it come from you, um, it was just so meaningful. And to have you do that publicly uh, at the Oaks was so very powerful. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. All right, God bless you all. Join me on Monday for more Sound Insight.